0: Welcome back. It's the Game Stoppers. We're not not going to be talking about strictly games. We're not going to talk about that Pro Bowl. Let's just kick it off like that. No Pro Bowl talk today. It was disappointing. The only thing I'll say about the Pro Bowl is that they should make it flag football. I think it would be more competitive that way. Anyway, I want to kick things off. Some trades happened today in the NBA. On top of that, we're going to be talking about the hiring coaches, all coaches that have been hired in the NFL, and then we're going to ask the big question. Brady has said, never say never, said that, but for right now, it is official, he is retired. So we're going to ask the question, is Brady the GOAT? Let's kick things off with the NBA trades. So We have saw before February hit that Karis Levert and Ricky Rubio both got swapped for trades. Karis going to Cleveland, Ricky Rubio going to Indy. Now, how has... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. My mistakes. This happened this February. But... Harris LeVert going to Cleveland, I think, is really good for them. Young, up-and-coming team, and we've seen that this team can prove that they are dangerous. This could be a menacing team that could make it to the playoffs and absolutely just screw things up, thinking, oh, this team will win, like, let's say, I don't know, 76ers versus Cleveland, and let's say Cleveland takes it world's going to be shocked. The NBA world is going to be shocked at this. And I think it'd be a crazy thing if that were to happen. Now that's a long shot. That's far away. The playoffs are far away, but with this young roster, that's hungry, kind of like the, I don't know, like just an underdog team, an underdog team that could easily beat any super team. Not easily, but with how much heart they got, they could they could beat one. Now Rubio going over to Indy. Indy has acquired a lot of people. They acquired Rubio, as I just said. Now they have acquired Buddy Healed and Tyrese Halliburton as of today. I I'm confused of what Indy's doing over there. It's definitely Definitely confusing. I don't know, maybe they're going into a rebuilding mode? Because now I'm thinking Miles Turner might get traded. Uh, Honestly, not a bad decision for the Pacers to go into rebuilding mode. I feel like Sabonis isn't really that guy you should revolve around for being the main show. But definitely, definitely interesting. Now, Sabonis and Lamb going over to the Kings. Big big move for the Kings. Deer and Fox now has some help. He has help now with Sabonis. I think that duo could be really good, really good. You have the fundamentals of Sabonis, and you have the like Fox's underrated talent that oh, everybody overlooks. They look at him as just this fast guy that could drive every once in a while. He's on the Kings. What else is he supposed to do? He had Buddy heel, but Rashawn Holmes injured. But uh another one. CJ McCollum going over to New Orleans. You know, it's weird. I don't I don't watch New Orleans games as much. But from what I see. Out of them, Ingram could have a really good game or he could score 15 points. Uh, Zion being out is definitely an an issue, but when he comes back, I feel like the McCollum trade could be on their side. They did have Nance to help fill in that spot that Zion isn't in right now, but (sighs) I don't really know because CJ has been on that cold streak recently. Sucks to have Dame out. Sucks to have Dame out. It's definitely a really hard hit for Portland, but Dame's going to get traded. He's going to get traded, not this year, but I think during the offseason he will be on another team. He said that he didn't want to leave Portland, but it's just not going to happen. Now, Nikhil Alexander-Walker going. Over to Portland, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win all day. He's nice like that, and he's young. You could develop him around all the all that talent. And from and for me, Simons, you could develop him around, around each other. That could work. That could ro- work. Now we got another one. Norman Powell and Rocco going over to the Clips. I'd say that's a win. I'd say that's a win. Because due to the trade, they traded them to acquire Bledsoe, Winslow, and Keon Johnson. L trade for Portland. W trade for Clippers. That is 100% a win. 100%. I don't understand what the Bledsoe, Winslow, and Keon Johnson like for those two guys. Another one, Cam Reddish and Kevin Knox going swapping. Knox going to the Hawks and Reddish going over to the Knicks. We haven't seen Reddish as much on the Knicks yet, but he will be good. He will be good. No clue why Hawks just decided, yeah, we're going to look at how good Knox can be. When you have talent in Reddish, you just didn't utilize him as much. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Now my for Nuggets. With Forbes trade. We had to give up Bobble. It hurt. It hurt my heart to give up Bobo like that. But I, we didn't use him. We didn't use him. That also pained me. And I will say this 100 times over if I need to. I do not, do not like Mike Malone's coaching. His rotations are garbage. His defensive mindset and things, garbage. He revolves around the team off of Jokic, which isn't a bad idea. The dude isn't going to get any younger. And on top of that, that's a lot of wear and tear on Jokic's seven foot frame and 280 pounds. It's a lot of work that you're putting in. Yes. Jokic will probably go down as one of the best big men to ever play. He will go down as the best passing big man to ever play. And he is like, we can honestly call ourselves the Denver Jokic's because Murray's out, which hurts us, hurts us so much. It just... Michael Porter, another guy that's out, he didn't really help us at the beginning of the year. But he was having back issues, which his whole career has been back issues. It was definitely a risky pick when we picked him. But it was still a good pick. I felt like it was a good pick when when we did draft him. I was happy about that. Just Mike Malone. The players... The issue is we can't necessarily... We can, but we can't fire him. Because... Players love him on that team. And to be honest, I like him too when it comes to like the players' point of view. He's really good with the players. I love that. The only problem is he sucks when it comes to rotations. When we picked up Jeff Green and Jamichael Green, and on top of that having Aaron Gordon, I didn't know how it would work out. We wind up putting A.G., over at small forward. Sometimes, though, we we, we, run, we run uh Jamichael at the 5, and we run Jeff at the 4, and I never understood. We did that in the playoffs. We did that in the playoffs last year where we ran Jeff Green at the 5, Gordon at the 4. This was before we had Jamichael Barton at the 3, Monte at the 2, and then we had uh, Composo at the 1, and we got killed, killed defensively on that. And he still runs it. Now we got Boogie, though. Boogie's a really good fit. Love having Boogie on the team. He's that big body that we need next to Yoke. And he's playing pretty well with us. I, I do like that. We need, we need to play Boogie more so Jokic can rest. Now, there is a crazy stat out there which says... Every time Jokic is on the court for 48 minutes, Denver Nuggets win 100% of the time. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Let's switch gears. We're going to go right into the NFL right now. All right. Matt Herbiflus. Andy's defensive coordinator. Now he's going over to Chicago. That defense in Indy, this year I came in to looking at Indy's defense based on that COVID year, and I was thinking, this Indy defense, how young it was then, and how chemistry, how much chemistry there is now, this defense could be really good this year. I picked them up in fantasy. Now, they didn't really perform well in fantasy, but that's not the point that I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that that Indy defense looked Pretty dominant this year. Looked really good. You got all that young talent on that team. I mean, Buckner's one of the better D tackles in the league. Darius Leonard, argu- arguably one of the best linebackers in the league. Kenny Moore, really good corner. Uh, orkuriki really good young linebacker that could be up and coming. You got really great. Talent on that team. So now with Matt going over Chicago, he has that defense with Roquan, Khalil Mack, uh, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, Keem Hicks, this defense could be good around Matt. So with the naggy firing, which thank you Chicago. I'm not a Chicago fan, but I do love me some Justin Fields. And with him not having any protection, any protection, I don't really think Nagy liked him too much because he always said, Dalton's our guy. Dalton's our guy. This will be the guy that leads us to the playoffs. No. Absolutely not. Fields is your guy. You drafted him for a reason. Now, with Mack coming in, We might see more fields. We might see more fields. We might see an Allen Robinson that we did not get to see this season. We might see another Mooney that comes out and performs well. So for letter grade, I'm going to give all these guys a letter grade. I'm going to say a B minus. Definitely B minus. Now with Lovey Smith. I, I don't, I don't understand. You've, You fired Dave Coley. When when that news hit, I was shocked. I didn't understand that. You have him for one year, which is a rebuilding year, and then you fire him and decide to have your defensive coordinator become your new head coach, who's 64, and you guys are still in a rebuilding mode. I'm pretty sure this dude does not want to be in a rebuilding mode. You, you don't know how many years you have left in this head coach unless you're still trying to sell, but that doesn't make sense, especially Dave Coley getting fired. Players love this dude, love him, and he's such a great coach. And we saw a spark out of the Texans. Uh, There was a game where they went up against the Rams, and they almost came back and beat them. Ugh almost came back and beat him. Yeah, I know Stafford got pulled out of the game. But even with that, they almost came back and beat him. Because players love Coley. It's like the Lions, Dan Campbell. Players love Campbell. They want to fight for them. But with Lovey Smith going into head coach, I hope he does well. I really do but you're dealing with a team that doesn't have Deshaun. He wants out. Barely any receivers. You got Brandon Cooks. That's about it. Running backs are decent. Defense isn't that good. O line is garbage except for Lamry Tunsil, who was injured most of the season. So with that, I'm going to give it a D-minus. Horrible. Jacksonville. Got Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson has a second-year Trevor Lawrence. Yes, he had a bad year this year. Well, it wasn't the year that we expected. However, I do think he will have a breakout season this year. I think that he will be like another Peyton Manning. Maybe not as good, maybe better, maybe just as good. He has that Peyton potential, though. It's there. Peyton had that bad first rookie year and then went off the following years. That's what I kind of see with Trevor. And then you have James Robinson at running back that he could work with. You have Travis Etienne that's coming back. Uh, You have DJ Chark, who's good. You got Marvin Jones Jr., who's a vet, but he's good to work with. You have a really good defense that you could work with. Now, it wasn't good this year. But definitely under Doug Peterson has potential to be good because you got Miles Jack, you got Jared Allen, oh, sorry, Josh Allen, you have Shaq Griffin. That's a good three young players that you have on that team that you could definitely work with. So Doug Peterson coming in could really help. And depending on who you draft, and sign with that first, you have that first overall draft pick. Maybe you get Kayvon Thibodeau. Maybe you get Aiden Hutchinson. Maybe you get that tackle out of Bama. Tackle out of Bama wouldn't be bad, but also those other two, I could really, I'm leaning toward Kayvon Thibodeau though. People say Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think that he'll go there. I think that he'll go to Detroit. But, I don't know, depending on who you pick for Doug Peterson, I think it will work well in the, at the end of the day for Doug. This is definitely a good coach that they got. Urban Meyer with that whole issue during the si- season got fired. He wasn't doing well anyway as a head coach, let's be honest. He's one of those college coaches that work better in college than they do in the NFL. It's the same thing um, with Nick Saban. Nick Saban didn't really work well in the NFL, so went back and, well, you see how good this dude is doing. Doug Peters, I give it an A. Definitely an A signing. Now we move on to Josh McDaniel. Pats offensive coordinator. Now Raiders head coach. I'm gonna start off with saying this is a C minus pick. No clue why any team wants Josh McDaniels as their head coach. McDaniel as their head coach. This is not a person that is good with players players do not like him he does not take time to know how players are how they play he wants his team how he wants it if that doesn't make sense I'll make it simpler for you let's say you have big. actually you have a tight end that's agile you have Hunter Renfro, who's a really good route runner. You have Josh Jacobs, that's that bully running back. And you have that team leader at Derek Carr. Let's say Josh McDaniel. He wants an elusive running back. He wants a physical receiver. And he wants a blocking tight end. Those three things aren't really going to work. That's kind of how McDaniels work. That's not how his play calling is. But he doesn't take time to have chemistry with the players. Invite some of them over to his house or go out somewhere just to get to know them. He doesn't take that time. He's just really bad at knowing players. And I don't understand why the Raiders would want to have him as their new head coach. Now, I thought Rich Bisaccia wasn't that bad of a head coach. You could have kept him for another year. You guys still went to the playoffs. Yeah, it wasn't really a good turnout. Bengals kind of owned the Raiders in that whole game. However, if you look at things, they lost to a team that's in the Super Bowl. So was that really that bad for them? Did not keep Rich Passagia? I think that they could have. Flores would have been an option to pick up. Uh, enemy to try to hire him. I don't think enemy wanted to stay in the AFC West so unless he was going back to offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, so I don't know how that would necessarily work out, but floors would have definitely been a good option for them. Like I said, though, C- for Josh McDaniel. I do think that he could bring some of that Pat's playbook, though, over to the Raiders to have some good play calling. Next one, Kevin O'Connell. Going over to Minnesota for head coach. He was the Rams offensive coordinator from 2020 to 2021. Worked really well there for the Rams. Had Cooper Cup. uh, Had Robert Woods. Daryl Henderson. These were obviously pre-Stafford days and pre-Prime Cup days. Uh, This is during the Jared Goff oh bad team but he made he made Goff look pretty good he made that Rams definitely look really good and now he has to work with uh is Kirk Cousins if he stays jay jettis who could be a top 5 receiver if he keeps doing what he's doing and ge- keeps getting better and better every year you got dalvin cook You got Adam Thielen. You have a decent O-line that you could work with. I think it's pretty solid. Brian Brian O'Neill being that tackle. I I really do like that O-line though. See what you could work with. So would I consider that a win? Absolutely. I'd I'd give that a B. Definitely better than Mike Zimmer. Definitely better than Mike Zimmer. Now we move on to Miami's new head coach, Mike McDaniel. Now, there was that issue with Brian Floors where he got fired, and then there's the whole scandal. I will not be getting into that. So, we'll just talk strictly about what Mike McDaniel brings to the Miami's head coaching stuff. He was 49ers offensive coordinator from 2020 to 2021. Worked with Jimmy G. Worked with Kittle. Debo. You had Raheem Mostert, too. Brandon Ayuk. This is a good team. Definitely solid. Definitely solid. Miami, that is. Tua, he can get better. Maybe not. He has to work on some things. There's flaws. It's decision-making as a flaw. And... feel like he gets jittery back there too sometimes he gets too excited he's like kind of calm down calm down a little bit you have but also you got Mike Jasicki to work with you got Jalen Waddle now who's really good I mean all you really need is now a really good running back another good receiver to pair I mean you got Devontae Parker but I feel like you could get another really good receiver to pair up with Waddle Build up that O-line a bit to have Tua have that time. And I think you're a team set. Mike McDaniel. Say that's good. B+. Plus, B+. Plus. Next one. Dennis Allen. New Orleans defensive coordinator. Now New Orleans head coach. This is another fit that I thought Brian Flores would not go to. I thought he would work well with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, but there's that stuff that happened in Vegas after the Pro Bowl, so we don't quite know what's going on yet. Well, we do know, but see what the Saints have to do with him. Uh, Dennis Allen also asked to work with Michael Thomas, someone I thought Brian Flores could work with too. Also on that team, you have that great old line, uh, Taryn Armstead. I don't know if he'll stay or not at left tackle, but he might. You got Eric McCoy, who's one of the great centers in the league right now that's really young. And you got Ryan Ramcheck, who I still have flashbacks to this day of why we did not pick up or... I wish that we picked up Ryan Ramchek over Bowles. Bowles did look like a great prospect at the time, but ah, did not work out. Did not work out. That's okay, though. That's okay. Dennis Allen, I give him a C because definitely do feel like you could have had Floors. Floors would have been great for that position, it would have been great. Next one, Brian Dable, Buffalo offense coordinator, now New York Giants head coach. He worked with Josh Allen during that season that they got beat by the Chiefs last year, not this year, last year. He was that guy. Did well with Allen. That was during that breakout season that he had. Did well with Diggs. Singletary had a decent year. Beasley had a really good year that year. O-line was really good. And this is before Dawson Knox really showed that he's that tight end. This was when Dawson Knox did not look like a good tight end. Giants having him. You have Danny Dimes. Not trying to compare, but he's similar in a way to josh allen i guess he's kind of similar he has that arm strength not exactly josh allen's arm strength but he has arms there an arm there he has that scrambling ability but instead danny dimes is just fast allen's just big you don't want to tackle that dude you got saquon barkley that you could work with o-line needs help only good O-lineman on that team is Andrew Thomas. Other than that, you need to get rid right, right of Nate Soldier. Willie Hernandez could stay. Just It's just a poor O-line. You got receivers, though. Galladay didn't really have that season that we thought he would, but still a good receiver. Other than that, you have Kadarius Toney. That's really good. You got young talent. You got Sterling Shepard. You have Evan Ingram. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You guys really thought I was being serious about Evan Ingram. (laughs) No. 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 You got Kyle Rudolph. That's who you got. No. (sighs) Nathaniel Hackett. Rogers, Please. Rodgers, we need you. We need Aaron Rodgers. This is definitely a huge step on him coming over if he wants to. He did have that post that said, good job to Nathaniel Hackett going over to Denver. At the end of the day, I'm happy with Nathaniel Hackett going over to Denver because he has such a young team to work with. He has Jerry Judy. He has Cortland Sutton. He has Noah Fant. He has Javante. He has a decent O-line. You got Tim Patrick as well. You have Melvin Gordon. That's if we sign him. We probably won't be keeping Teddy B. I think that we should, just in case. I also think that we should actually... I think that we should keep Drew Locke, yeah. I think that we should keep Drew Locke. He's a good backup. Definitely not a starter, but he's a good backup. We also have Albert Okwaibunam. Great young tight end. Young O-line. We have Quinn Miners. Lloyd Cushenberry. Dalton Reisner. And then, well, we have issues at the right tackle with Bobby Massey. Not really good, but he, he's 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 a filler. He's a filler. We also have Garrett Bowles. Eh. We're starting to see... A decent side of him still can't pr- protect the edge if somebody wants to try to go around him. He, he's not really good at that. He's definitely good at it. If you try to do a, like a club move or try to move on the inside, he's definitely good there. But if you try to do any sort of edge rush move, he's beat. He's beat. Nathaniel Hackett also has that defense that he could work with. Defense already has chemistry. We got k We got Simmons. We got PS2, Callahan, Darby, who I thought looked pretty good for us this season. We got Alexander Johnson, Kenny Young. I know Alexander Johnson was injured, but still a good player to have. Malik Reed, Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, who had a really good season for us this year. He has a good team. He has a good team around him. All we need is that quarterback. Now, it's going to be between three quarterbacks, 100% three, if we could get one. Rodgers, hoping Malik Willis, if we don't go with Rodgers. Russell Wilson, and I'm going to add a fourth. I'm going to add a fourth. That quarterback out of Pitt. We could probably get him as well. Daniel Hackett, A- minus for Denver. Great offense. Offensive mind. We need that. Shermer was not that guy. He was not that guy. Always running screens on third downs. Amazing. Amazing. Never wanted to run the ball that much. Now, for the money question the money part of the podcast. Is Tom Brady the greatest player of all time? I'm not going to say quarterback. Quarterback, he could definitely be debated if he is. Him or Joe Montana. Definitely a toss-up between the two. Or even Peyton Manning if you want to add him there. Little bias, I know, but still. Brady. Brady, 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 Brady. He had... I'm going to say 19 years for New England. Not really going to count that year that he got injured towards ACL. So I'm going to say 19 whole years in a way. Personally, I think he had it easy. He had it pretty easy for being quarterback there. You had Gronkowski. You had Randy Moss. You had Julian Edelman. You had Eric Decker. You could argue Danny Amendola, too. You had a really good running game. You had a phenomenal offensive line for all those years. Barely got touched. And if you did, there's a flag. On top of that, you were in one of the easiest divisions in the league with the terrible Buffalo Bills team, with the terrible Miami Dolphins team, with the terrible New York Jets team. Actually, I'm not going to say a tale New York Jets team because I'm just going to say you had the New York Jets in your division. That's all I got to say on that part. On top of that, Hugh also had great defense. You had a great defense because it was run by Belichick. Offense. All Brady did, I felt like, was dish it down low, let the running back go to work, or throw it up to Gronkowski, let Gronkowski go to work. Most of the time, that's what I saw. Not taking anything away from Brady. I'm not. He did make beautiful throws most of the time. The only thing that I could debate on why he is not the greatest player on NFL history is because of how easy he I think he had it. Jerry Rice is my goat for NFL. And then it goes Lawrence Taylor. Brady's arguably three, four. I'd say I'd put him at either four or five because of Montana. Now we move on to the Buccaneers. When he went there, look at who he had. He had Chris Godwin. He had Gronkowski back. He had a great O-line. Great defense that was built around him with Ndamukong Shaq Barrett, JPP, Devin White, Levante David, and that great secondary. For that, for that COVID year, that secondary was locked. This year, iffy. Was not that locked. COVID year, 100%. Offense, going back, you had Mike Evans, you had Chris Godwin, you even had Antonio Brown. Yes, I am going to put Antonio Brown in there because on those games that he was needed, he showed up and did the job. You also had Leonard Fournette. Out of prime, Lashawn McCoy still did pretty good there. You had Ronald Jones at COVID year, who did really well for them as well. You had O.J. Howard, wasn't used that much, kinda makes me mad. That's a waste of talent. You had him though. You also had Brian Flores. Yes, Brady is technically the offensive coordinator. His his mind is crazy when it comes to offense. But you know Brian Flores is not going to tolerate anything. He didn't care if you're Tom Brady or not. He was not going to tolerate anything. That is my spill on why he can't be the go in, in my eyes to others. I could see why seven super bowls that is more than most NFL teams. He did that alone. Been to the Super Bowl many times, majority of the time. Been to the playoffs, majority of his career. Honestly, he had easy schedules. League, most of the time during the Super Bowl era, was revolved around Brady. Kind of similar to the whole LeBron thing, revolved around LeBron. Never liked that. Still don't like that. But. Now as I'm seeing the NBA, it looks looks like it's revolving less around LeBron, which is great. That is my spill, however, on it. is Brady the greatest of all time in NFL? No, he is not. And that is where I'm going to end it. Thank you all for listening yet again. Peace.